0: Hi guys, welcome to Modern Life is Rubbish, a podcast with me, your host John Austin. I think this is episode 5. Thank you so much for tuning in. hope you're having a great day. I'm having a fantastic day. I just finished talking to our podcast guest there, uh, Zoe Brownstone. Zoe's a friend of mine, we've been friends with her for a couple of years. She's also a fantastic stand-up comedian based here in Toronto, but one of the reasons why I have her on the podcast, and I was interested to talk to her, is because she is a weed enthusiast and a very an advocate for the use of marijuana um, and legalization pre it being legalized here in Canada. And she is she knows her stuff um, because I'll be honest, weed has this. We talk about this in the podcast, but weed has this weird stigma, and and. I for sure had this as, well, you know, like growing up, people smoke weed, they're just like, oh, you're just getting high, man. Just want to get fucked up out of your head. But recently with legalization here, I've been finding that weed is good for so many things. It's good for medical issues. It's good for being able to do stuff in your life. Because, I mean, I I just smoked a, a bit of a joint there that made me, really focus in on writing and doing tasks and I I managed to do some swimming and I managed to go to some yoga because of it and it feels really good I'm not getting high not getting in my mind but it's really calming and it really like just makes me feel okay you know like and we talk about CBD oil and that's something that I've been really getting into recently because I hurt my back a year ago cycling and someone mentioned CBD oil and I was very nervous to take it because I didn't want to get high you know because you know, I'm sober and I don't want to get high but I realized that the CBD is just part of a plant that the, the cannabis plant doesn't get you high but it really seems to be working for me in terms of like helping with inflammation and anxiety and stuff like that and it seems to be everywhere now everyone's sort of like singing its praises and celebrities are using it, sports stars are using it, I see it on sale everywhere. So the skeptic in me is kind of like: Is this snake oil? Is this a sort of placebo? Is this is this some sort of bullshit where they're just trying to sell you a product? And that's what I thought. And that's the old John. That's the negative John. That's the John I'm trying to work on to not be so skeptical. But I really, I really, and I know the research isn't probably there yet as we talk about on podcasts. But I really do feel like CBD is a, a miracle plant, plant, um, and I can't sing its praises enough it's really helped for me but I I say as we were talking to Zoe, I think it is part of a a healthy lifestyle, you can't just take it and it's a miracle cure but that's the same with a lot of stuff so yeah it's really great, we sat down, we talk about CBD and its benefits and why it has such a stigma, same with marijuana and legalisation, we talk about a little bit about Zoe's history with weed and why she is the enthusiast that she is today, Um, it's a really really great podcast, it's Really, I learned a lot from it. I hope you guys learn a lot from it. And I think weed is something that we don't know a lot about yet. And I think we really, more conversations like this are are necessary. Um, Zoe has a a podcast called Dopest, which I put the details in the the description of the podcast, where she talks to a lot of people in the cannabis business about weed. Um, So check that out. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. I'm going to go right now and spray some CBD oil into my mouth. Probably should have done that pre-intro so it wouldn't have sounded so all over the place. But as as anyone who's listened to any of these episodes, I'm doing these off the cuff and they're, you know, they're with a variable uh, success. This is probably the seventh take and this is the best one. So we're going to go with that, so, but guys, I hope you enjoy the podcast, I found it fascinating, so please, welcome to podcast, Zoe Branstone <laughs> All right, we're recording, that's a good intro. <laughs> I, do, I, I, well, I meant to say I would, I would do an intro separate, so don't worry, it's not just coming straight <laughs> in. Um,
1: that yeah. is how you should start this
0: topic. I know right? just, <laughs> maybe because maybe, yeah, my intros have been a little rambly so uh, maybe I'll just go straight just, and people are like recording. what the fuck is that <laughs> hey we're on <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, right. uh, Zoe Brunson uh, thanks for coming and doing the podcast uh, Yeah. yeah um, I you know I, I, I go young because I you know you're someone who's very knowledgeable about stuff to do with marijuana and that's something that's been interesting to me recently um like, mostly CBD. Can I... Someone posted this on Twitter recently, like, about CBD being snake oil. <laughs> right? Who posted a, it? <laughs> it was a comedian, right? But it was, like, a joke. But then it was, like... I was, like, is it... Because I've been I've been taking it, and, every time, and before I took it, and I think it was you that recommended it to me originally when I had a bad back, and it really helped. But then... And I read, and I went online, and, like, usually when there's something about medicine or whatever there's always like oh, this is bullshit or this is whatever nothing about cbd so either the people that are in charge of cbd have it all covered (laughs) or it legitimately works uh
1: yeah i mean it's a big uh it's it's a much bigger conversation than i used to think it was like when i when we first started talking about cbd i remember like thinking that i knew everything about it and like cool I know about smoking pot, and I know about THC, and now I know about this other thing, CBD, period, end of story. But turns out, uh, I didn't go to medical school. Mm. I didn't I didn't study biochemistry. And um, it's a lot more complicated than people think. So uh, THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, is a component of cannabis. And CBD, or cannabidiol, is another component of cannabis. Um, it's a, a cannabinoid found in the cannabis plant and other, like, naturally occurring plants. Um, And the studies that have been done on it suggest that it can offer certain therapeutic benefits. Mm -hmm. But these studies are very small. Um, They're not the kind of studies you would see applied to something like uh, acetaminophen or vitamin C. Um, They're the kind of studies that are typically done by um, small Uh, either small like schools like education institutions or um, by pharmaceutical companies to like prove that it's that it doesn't do anything so it's tricky to like really put to say definitively that it will do X or it will do Y Um, but what we typically say in the cannabis industry is that like I can't prescribe. I can't even really recommend, but I can offer like what's worked for me and what's worked for people I, I've spoken to. Yeah,
0: because I have a CBD spray in mm-hmm. my my room right now, yeah. and the side of the bottle says, "Yeah, this doesn't cure anything." You know, go yeah. see a doctor so they can. not yeah, yeah. Is that is that because like we they can't? I mean, is it the uh, the government haven't got involved yet and. In- or they can't legally say, or yeah. studies not being done? Is it not been around? Exactly.
1: Again, it. yeah, it's like that—that—that that, that lack of definitive proof, mm. um, which is so necessary when you're offering like medical advice, uh, is really what's holding people back. It's funny, actually. This morning on CBC, they were talking about CBD at the Ontario cannabis store, which is currently the only legal place to buy cannabis, and how like. The, I think the interviewer was saying something like, how can the OCS sell this product? We don't really know what it does. I think they actually used the term snake oil in the interview. Yeah. And the representative from the company was like, well, we we, we go off of the uh, reviews that people leave on the products. And that is helpful, yeah. but only to a certain extent. Like yeah. there's like, you know, what, what you say works for you and, and works for your when you had back problems, like it's, it's a lot more than the product you're taking and the results. It has to do with diet. It has to do with exercise. It has to do with your THC consumption. Um, And all of these things revolve around a much bigger conversation, which is the, endocannabinoid system. Do you know what that is? No. Okay. So
0: I don't don't think I could even say it, to be honest. It's, it's, it's a,
1: it's a, a, again, a big subject that a lot of cannabis users don't know about. Endocannabinoid system. So, um, endocannabinoid system is, uh, in every human being. Uh, it lives in every organ of our body, our skin, our eyes, our heart, our lungs. Uh, and it's basically, it's to, uh, maintain homeostasis. So our cells, talk to each other and are able to repair and grow and connect uh and endocannabinoid system i don't know if you can pick up a word in there that sounds kind of familiar Mm, Um, so cannabinoids that you find in pot are really receptive in your in, in your ecs um and can According to some studies, provide uh, relief, um, can maintain appetite, can lower blood pressure, can reduce tumor cell, uh, cancer tumor cells, um, and a whole bunch, a whole list of wonderful things. The problem is, is like I said, like the studies around this haven't been done properly, and they they're not being done at the kind of volumes that we're seeing with like other, you know, opioids or pharmaceutical drugs. So it's it is tough to say like it will do x yeah. or it will
0: do y but, but i mean there's as a, pl- a plant right mm-hmm. and there's a lot of plants that help mm-hmm. people but the, the thing about people with like anxiety or inflammations or depression or like or like muscle problems or uh, inflammations is the doctor will usually give them some medication that it could be addictive mm-hmm. or could have bad side effects mm-hmm. uh, which are actually probably worse for you in the long short term mm-hmm. they'll get rid of the pl- Maybe get rid of the, the pain. Yeah. Long term, you're probably going to suffer from X, Y, and Z. And right. he even says that, right? Mm-hmm. But with this, it's like, there doesn't seem to be any sort a of downside. Like, a downside yeah, to it. No. So, like, there's no hot, like, you know, I, I, just, I totally agree. Yeah. I,
1: I, I'm, I'm an advocate for CBD and, and widespread CBD use, but I'm, but before that, I'm an advocate for more education around it because people like people start off this conversation. Like I couldn't, I was screaming at my radio this morning because the host of the show was like CBD there's no psychoactive effects. And that's not true. Like CBD does affect you psychoactively. It goes into your brain stel- brainstem the same way THC does. The result is like not as potent perhaps as yeah. THC, but you can't say that it has zero psychoactive
0: effects. Yeah. Cause people are, again, are still aren't as educated when they psychoactive. They just think, oh, I'm fucked up. Like stone. Right. right. Yeah.
1: But that's not really. But it does have a psychoactive
0: effect because I'll take CBD. Yeah. And then I feel very calm yeah. or very, very anxious, yeah. so there's some sort of that's psychoactive for
1: sure, yeah. for sure. And also, like you know, you might feel psychoactive effect as a result of a physical effect. So you know, if it's it's, if it's relieving your pain, it's probably going to reduce your anxiety, yeah. right? Like that's just kind of common sense. I think that the whole thing around like uh, stronger medication versus like a CBD treatment to be prescribed is that you know if a doctor prescribes like a benzo or uh, like a like a, like not an opioid, but like something just like slightly milder than that for pain. Um, it's treating, it's targeting a certain part of your body. It's targeting your blood system. It's targeting your muscles. Uh, CBD works differently. It's more like a homeopathic drug. It's going to target different areas and it doesn't work in the kind of cure all instant success yeah. story way. It takes time. You have and to take it. That's the problem
0: with people these days is you want just results straight away. Right. And if they don't see it, they're like, well, this is bullshit. This right. is snake oil. Right. Um, and it's like, it's the same with like supplements as well, right? Mm-hmm. Because people will take supplements thinking that it'll uh, like make them skinny or happier or fit. But it's like, no, you still need to exercise. Yeah. You need to diet properly. Totally. So the conversations around that aren't happening either yeah. because we're still eating a lot of crap food. We're still like people, like one thing that I've realized recently is like my happiness, my anxiety, any depressive feelings, if I'm having a bad day, go away when I exercise, mm-hmm. you know, but like no one's doing it, Mm-mm. you know, like. And I've noticed that a lot of now, when I listen to other podcasts, a lot of top athletes are now taking CBD. Oh yeah. There
1: are actually a lot of endorsements from, um, I've met two CFL players who oh, yeah. endorse CBD products. Cause like, it's one of the best, it's one of the best homeopathic products for recovery that I've seen. Like there are certain formulations like capsules or tinctures that athletes will go to because they don't stimulate appetite. They don't, uh reduce sleep. they they're they're really helpful in kind of a whole body system. Uh, but again, you know we see similar complaints with people saying like, well, I used to take 10 milligrams of CBD every day, but now I've plateaued and I have to take 20 and I can't afford that. So like, that's a serious mm. issue. Like people take, you're taking a regular dose for, you know, several months and at a certain point, you may plateau and then you have to increase your dosage. And it's so expensive right now. Yeah. Like it's so expensive. There are companies that charge, you know, upwards of a hundred dollars for a bottle of tincture or for capsules. And it's like for a regular user, if they're not able to supplement that with OHIP, forget about it.
0: Yeah. That's the problem. I have I mean, the, I have a little ball. It's like this size. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, 50 milliliters. So. It's 100 bucks. Yeah. But then, and the capsules that I used to have as well are almost like $3 each, and you have to take two a day. Yeah. So over the course of a month, that's like a couple hundred bucks, yeah. which is like, some people just don't have it. On, so a, that's, comic
1: on that's a comic salary. That's not great.
0: But I mean, so one thing I've realized now is, not, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to put money into my health. Yeah. I don't think, again, like people are, people, you know, they, they can't afford it but again it's a short-term thing where they're like well, i can't afford this now it's like but it's going to cause you more long-term harm mm-hmm. in the future which mm-hmm. is going to cost you more money in the future Total, yeah but that's easy to say some people are just like it's, it's the whole thing with like eating." Whole foods, like whole, unpressed processed mm-hmm. foods. That's like the dream for everyone to eat. Everyone fruit and vegetables and eating healthy and mm-hmm. clean and stuff. But everyone's like, "Well, I can't afford this shit. I have to eat." Right. McDonald's ninety nine cents for a burger is mm-hmm. like people just go straight there. And the same with like CBD. Can I can? I mean, I can. You know, a hundred bucks is a lot for me. But I'm like, there's no, and like, what else am I going to go to buy some Tylenol or something that's like five bucks? Yeah. But again, right. I'm just gonna have to keep. It's not going to cure totally. it.
1: I think one of the problems and one of the things that people don't understand is that like the, the, one of the benefits of cannabis therapy is that it has been that home cultivation was always an option for people. Like you could grow your own, you could smoke your own, you could even do your own extracts. But now that CBDs come along, that kind of goes out the window. People don't know how in the hell they're going to get oil, CBD oil, the low THC content out of a dried flower. Like that's mm. so kind of, space science to most consumers that they would rather just pay the price for it. But the truth is, is that if you get the right seeds, you can grow CBD rich flowers, yeah. you can extract oil from those flowers, or you can smoke those flowers. Like you can, you, most doctors will laugh, but you can do CBD treatments with dried flower, like smoking it Oh yeah. kind of antithetical for people who like want to use it holistically. Like smoking yeah. isn't good for you, whether it's cannabis or tobacco. Uh, but It is an option, and it's just unfortunate that, like now, we're really seeing the commercialization of CBD. We're gonna see so much less about how you can do your kind of own homegrown craft CBD products because there's no money in that for for the corporation, right? Like, there's no one's gonna make money off of teaching someone how to, you know, reduce their flour to CBD oil. That
0: seems to be the problem with marijuana in general, Mm right? Is that the government, or not even? I mean, guess in Canada now it's legal, but like across the world, people can't monetize marijuana mm-hmm. because you can literally grow it yourself mm-hmm. and you know that's i mean do you think that's why people aren't legalizing weed because there's no money in it
1: oh no no no
0: no people aren't legalizing weed
1: because they don't because we don't understand it we mm. don't i would say that a very small fraction of people in canada know the full benefit and potential of cannabis and that's why it hasn't been uh, fought for uh, as much as people on the inside kind of think it should be uh it's just because the lack of education There's a lack of access to real knowledge i mean like in the 1920s in america there was this real push um by harry anslinger who's the, the head of the cia there was a real push to protect the women and children of america by exiling all the mexicans who were coming in and raping their women and smoking the marijuana and it was it was like a big the war on drugs really like kind of pushed Cannabis out of the picture completely in terms of like therapeutic medicinal uh, benefits and turned it into this like drug. And we're still coming out of that. I mean, yes, it's gets recreationally legal in Canada, but ask like, you know, Joe, nobody who lives in Saskatchewan, what he thinks about pot. He'll be like, "Well, I'm not going to smoke that wacky tobacco." Like the yeah. the stigma's still there, and as long as that is the majority of Canadians or Americans' opinions on cannabis, like we'll never see the kind of education that we really no. need.
0: Yeah, it's funny because even my my dad would be like, my dad would probably benefit greatly from like CBD." For his vegans get arthritis mm-hmm. and all sort of stuff, but to say hey smoke some weed, he'd be like no. Forget you think, it. He would think the police were going to come around yeah, to his house.
1: Forget So there's it. people, yeah. It's it's weird, right? My parents are the same way, yeah. and they they're Canadians. They yeah. used to smoke pot in the '70s, but now they're like I can't get high.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. it's like I don't get. I, I personally I don't smoke weed to get high. Like, yeah. And I smoke a lot of weed, but I I don't. I've never been like a. In high school, I was a stoner, and yeah. I would like smoke weed and like, yeah. play music. Now I smoke weed to like do yoga class or smoke weed to like, do a show or yeah. like go to work or like live my life. But if cause if you're doing it knowledgeably and if you're doing it carefully and, and with uh, the proper products, I mean, and, and, and I say that really from a place of privilege because m- most people don't have access to proper products and, and information on those products. Like the, the tincture that you bought, um, what, do you mind if I ask where you got it? I
0: uh, just did the hair playlist. Cool.
1: So does it have like, Milligrams of CBD per dose, like per dropper. Like, like what did they give you the information that you really thought you needed to? Yeah,
0: the guys, in? the guys actually in the herbalist were very knowledgeable oh, cool. about it. I told them what was up with me. Uh-huh. They recommended different things, uh-huh. uh, and also like different, uh, they were recommending like Chinese medicine, yeah. acupuncture, yeah. and Qijong yeah. as well. So, yeah. so he's like, he, he knew his stuff, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, what how. Okay, so we're, actually, we just talked about this off-air, but you just mentioned it there, that you use cannabis to do stuff. Yeah. You're not sitting there to get fucked up. No. For the most part. Yeah. I like, guess, sure, you do at some point, right? Sure. But, like, you're doing it as a more of a sort of lifestyle yeah. thing. Yeah. Because this is something that I've realized recently as well, was when you go to these dispensaries, um, and I was very nervous about going into these places, but they're so knowledgeable about Weed and um, the, the the benefits and what the each strain does for you that a doctor wouldn't do for you for something that you know they wouldn't rec- recommend different things for whatever ails you. Whereas you go into these uh, dispensaries, they're like and you tell them exactly how you're feeling and what you need it for. There's these guys haven't probably been to university and done anything med- in medicine, mm-hmm. right? But they know everything that you have to do. So, I you know, I find this weed that makes me focus in. On writing, mm-hmm. something that I have a problem sometimes doing because I start overthinking in my head, but it calms me down, focuses me in. Yeah. And I always, I and again we talked this. I, I always thought weed was a thing that you just went to do to get fucked up, uh-huh. and I'm realizing now that that's not the case. Yeah. Um. And it's 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 pretty amazing. It's great, isn't yeah. it? I, I mean, I did, I did a yoga class. I, yeah. it was So good. Yeah. It was like a warm hug. Yeah.
1: It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. No. No. It's the best. I. I swam year.
0: after I smoked the joint yeah it's
1: great oh my god it's great i've the last few years have been like an awesome discovery of like things you can do while slightly high and yeah. microdosing really is i think maybe the one good thing that millennials might kind of nail like we're really getting to a point with cannabis i would say for mushrooms as well like i know a lot of people who microdose mushrooms daily to treat their depression yeah. and like it works and there are no side effects they don't even really get that high it's like it it helps balance the neurotoxins and the dopamine levels in their brains. And it's like, yes, I I have a a moral issue with going into a dispensary and having a dispensary worker or bud tender suggest things to help me medically. Like that doesn't sit well with me because I've worked in this industry and I know that that's like just not safe for most people, but the argument has to be made that like going into my doctor's office where he just says, absolutely not also isn't an option. So yeah. it's a matter of like, I the doctor
0: I, could be trying to sell you something. Exactly. As well, yeah. So Cause it's... they're paid by pharmaceutical yeah.
1: companies too, even in the land of universal healthcare. Like yeah. we see that all the time. I think that like there, I, I actually did a, a, a course recently. It was like a can- cannabis sommelier course. And they teach you to talk about cannabis, how you would talk about grapes and wine wow. and uh, identifying certain properties in a flower that, Will likely lead to certain effects. So we don't talk about indica and sativa so much as like the touch, taste, smell, the look of the trichomes, the build of the flower. um and you know, because of how it has grown, the taxonomy of it, you can anticipate certain effects. And this sort of like collage of things can help you not diagnose or 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 prescribe, necessarily, but suggest effective products. So like, you know, essentially what bud tenders have been doing, but a more kind of refined and trust trustworthy system so that there is less, you know, this kind of works and this, this will maybe be good for you. Mm-hmm. And more like, well, you know, we find that like people from this age to this age who are this body type, this height, whatever, who eat this, you know, like their dietary restrictions unfortunately are a huge part of cannabis consumption. People don't think about that when they're smoking or when they're eating cannabis.
0: Yeah, I uh, well, the the, guy, last I home, cat. Um, the last time I got oh my, here's my cat hello. The last it, time I got some weight for you know, I told the guy what was up with me, and mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to focus and write and and maybe do stuff like that. He's like, well, here's this, and he wrote the name. He's like, if that's not right for you, come back, tell me, I'll find something that works. Yeah. do you know what I mean? and that yeah. made me feel very comfortable. Totally, with him. do you know what I mean? Because it made me like, oh, well, this guy actually cares. he's yeah. not. He's not making any money off me really you know he's still just doing his job he's not like he's not a drug dealer trying to make money he's just getting paid this is this
1: is the difference between the gray market and the black market people assume the gray gray market is uh in my opinion the gray market is uh somebody who sells cannabis provides access and education around cannabis for the benefit of a community um so a lot of the dispensaries that were shut down this year and last year never reopened again. They were cash and grab, So they were gone. They disappeared into the wind. Some of these dispensaries uh, reopened a week later, a few days later after a raid. And this was, I mean, to continue making money, of course, but also you're providing a service to your community. I remember when I was working in a a dispensary, we had like a dedicated crew of people that came in every single day, bought the exact same thing. And we were there to provide that service so that they weren't going and scoring crack or drinking at 9 a.m. And in our humble opinion, like, this is a better alternative. We know where these products are coming from. We trust the growers. We know the THC content and the CBD content. And it's not enough, but it's enough for now.
0: You know what amazed me is uh anytime that I went into dispensary and I went into the one you worked at, it was always busy. Yeah. Like it's, all these ones are packed. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously people want it.
1: Something's working.
0: Yeah. So, you know, if it, if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't working, then no yeah. one would be coming back.
1: Yeah. And the compassion... Not that of, many
0: people want to get fucked up. No. So it's like, there's obviously doing something yeah, else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The compassion element has always been, like, extremely important in civil disobedience with cannabis. I mean, like, you talk about this guy who wanted to help you find a good strain. It's not because he, like, it's not because he's going to make more money. It's because, like, he wants to share his knowledge around cannabis with you and hope that it'll help you. And, like, isn't that... Fucking awesome! Like, but there are people who work in this industry that aren't in it for the cash. They want to teach people and have those people teach people. Like, I was taught fundamental cannabis one hundred and one by a fantastic grower out in BC, and I'm not an expert. Like I said, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a grower. Even I just know a little bit about kind of how to use and how to offer. And my the only thing like the the way you pay that forward is like by providing access and education, and hoping that whoever you provide that to will you know, pass the buckle Do
0: Do you think though, with the government of Canada sort of like having a, almost a monopoly on selling meat at the moment, do you think that they're going to be able to provide that the same way a local person is? Or do you think they're going to go in it just to make money and you don't really care about the customer? Just, or, or do you think like the small local guys are more sort of compassionate? I mean, does that make sense?
1: You know, I, I it does. I It is hard to say. On the one hand, I applaud our government for, federally recognizing the need for recreational cannabis, for the need for access, um, and for allowing certain gray market licensed producers to become not gray market. Like there have been many transitions from gray into legitimate, which is awesome. I think that certain provinces have decided to monopolize on cannabis uh, retail for many reasons. You know, like yes, to to stifle the black market, to keep it out of the hands of kids, to control what's being sold in the stores. Those are important things and need to be accounted for but I think that in terms of like people understanding cannabis it has to go so much further than what the government is offering like health canada still doesn't still won't really say what cbd does really? and they should have really been on top of that like yeah. far before legalization there i think there actually is education on cbd on both like the ontario cannabis website and health canada's website but it's it is uh, it is just a shade of the the rainbow of of information that you can get if you consult with someone who works in the in the gray market but
0: do you think though that they're worried that because like, but the big pharmacies obviously must be worried about this kind of thing, right? That if CBD is a legit thing that does actually help with a bunch of ailments, that pharmacies are making billions of dollars off these people that need help. Do you think that the government is like, I mean, conspiracy theory time, right? Do you think that that's a problem? You know, that like these big these big pharmaceutical companies probably fund a lot of stuff in the yeah, government yeah so is there a worry you know is that why the C- cbd hasn't come out as being the magic
1: i would thing? Argue, i mean i would argue the other direction and that part of the reason that there was federal uh legalization was because big pharma was lobbying for it i think that we're going to see a huge boom in pharmaceutical cannabis becoming mainstream. So there's already synthetic cannabis and you can buy it in pill form, not in Canada. I think you can get it in the States. Um, Synthetic CBD is on the way. Like it's only a matter of time. And then beyond that, I mean, if you've, if you've ever like seen photos or or been to like an industrial sized grow, like, you know, 500,000 square feet of cannabis plants, like that sounds like a hippy dippy time. But if you work for a pharmaceutical company and you can purchase land upwards of five, $10 million and build these facilities, then you're in real business. Like, you know, small LPs, craft LPs, licensed producers in Canada will maybe produce like 500 to a thousand kilograms of cannabis a month. Um, But you know, times that by 50 or 60 and you're, you are talking about empires and now that it's legal. And now that I think, uh, I believe you can ship from Canada, like, Canada to legalized uh, states. Um, I think they like the first deal went down recently from to Colorado. Um, like that's just, it's just a matter of time until those pharmaceutical companies take over.
0: Yeah, because it must be seen. Dollar- because this is is just like huge free not free money but it was basically like easy money because this is the
1: talk to any dispensary worker i mean those places print money cannabis is a commodity that people want and they've wanted it for thousands of years like the first joint was smoked in like 2000 bc in china and it really hasn't gone down ever since like that there's never been a time in history where people weren't looking to to light up like that's maybe maybe a slight decline when opium, when the opium cra- craze came to America in the 1900s, but like aside from that, now c- cannabis has always been in high demand, pun intended.
0: Yeah. How, okay. So you're, what would you call yourself? A weed, a weed connoisseur, a weed enthusiast, a enthusiast weed, maybe. A, a enthusiast. How did that come? <laughs> up? How do you, how do you come? Okay, but a lot everyone smokes weed, right? Yeah. And I, I mean, coming to Canada, I, I didn't realize like how insane people were here for <laughs> cannabis because people smoke back home, but yeah. not in the way people do it here. Yeah. And how do you start from like being like just a teenager getting high in the woods or whatever with friends, <laughs> listening to Avril Lavigne or whatever, right? You know, like whatever the traditional <laughs> Canadian teenager did. How do you go from that to wanting to be? And you were very prominent in wanting it to be legal, yeah. And you're like working in a business at the time. You know, you could get arrested, and yeah. you're like, you you potentially go to jail, I mean, yeah. maybe, You know, and but you're still like, no, I'm going to do this. So how do you go from that to like just smoking an occasional joint to a lifestyle thing? Yeah. Did something, ha- did something click in you or is it just slowly evolve into that?
1: Um, it was, I think it was a slow evolution followed by a fast one. Like I first kind of dipped my toes when I started working for a coffee company called Tokyo smoke. I don't know if you know. Well, that I know. Right. I, yeah. I, know yeah. so they, I didn't know that
0: was a cannabis place. So I walked in one day and I was yeah. like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of those yeah. smokes. Yeah. I, uh,
1: I helped open the first location about five years ago mm-hmm. and didn't think like co- cannabis being legalized wasn't really a conversation yet. Um, How did
0: you get to that? Did you know? I knew you... the
1: owner okay. and, uh, and begged for a job. I saw kind of what he was planning and I was like, I want in, like this is going to be huge mm-hmm. and helped open the first location. And at that time, like obviously it wasn't legal and we were looking at more of like lifestyle things. So like, what's the nicest version of this pipe? What's the nicest version of these rolling papers? Want to Like present a different image than the kind of Kensington market, Shanti Baba vibe. No problem with that. But like, we're heading into it, you know, we're in a new millennium. Like, let's see what are the other options. Yeah. Um, I quickly left that job because I was not interested in like building a lifestyle company. Cause at the time, I didn't know what that meant. I was yeah. like, I, I don't know. That seems weird. Um, and I was really lucky to get hooked up with a company uh, that manufactures a vaporizer called the Layer Vaporizers by my mother, um, who's just always got my back. And, uh, they the company was young they were out of british columbia they had a lot of like aspirations to move into into the ontario market and i didn't have a background in like dealing drugs so i didn't know like where you could score the good stuff like where people were getting high i knew i knew the vibe of toronto i guess because i've lived here all my life and i've like helped to run events in the city and i've you know i've been a performer in the city so there was kind of an element of like the pulse I was like able to read the pulse and this was the same year that Trudeau announced he was going to legalize two years into the future so I jumped on board with these guys and kind of helped dig out a little hole borrowing from the sense of uh, a shift in the lifestyle so we weren't looking to say like no hippies allowed like no tie-dye allowed Mm -hmm. but it was more just kind of like where would someone who's moved to Toronto from Halifax or Vancouver, like where would they want to go buy weed? You know, like not where is the typical place to buy weed? Like what's the next version? Well,
0: that's the thing like with cannabis is like, it has that like, you know dreadlocks yeah. drums, heppies. serious
1: stigma yeah and, and like, for, for a lot of people it's harmless like they yeah. don't care like bongos are fine whatever i yeah. just want to smoke the weed but for i would say the majority of non-smokers that lifestyle is terrifying yeah they are like turned off they think it's gross and grimy and dirty and not appealing and that's like also a valid opinion to have yeah. like there there are many stoners in our history that give us a bad rap in terms of like not living to your full potential, I suppose. But again, that has a lot to do with what was available in the sixties and seventies in terms of cannabis, you know, like we didn't have stuff like THC content or CBD content. Like we were just, it was like, this is the strong stuff. And this is the really strong stuff. So you can't blame the culture. um, But there have been people I would say in the last decade that are saying, what's the next iteration, just the same as in the 1980s or seventies, we were like, well, what's, well, women drink alcohol. So maybe we should market to them as opposed to just market.
0: You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's a
1: different, it's a different marketing campaign Yeah. that's proven to be really successful for
0: a lot of businesses. Yeah, Interesting. So you went from that place. You did get in touch with a, a weed vaporizer place. Yeah. And then you were just in, you were like, this is,
1: yeah. Our- I mean, the, the thing with gray, a lot of gray market operations is that there's,
0: <laughs> is your cat like, a dark? I know. She just wants to talk.
1: Um, um I'd say like the thing with a lot of gray market operations is not like one thing. It's not like just a vaporizer company. It's not just a grow operation. Like if they know what they're doing, then it's um, the potential to be many things. And my, the people I worked for saw a huge market in Toronto and wanted to build events and retail ideas that provided access and transparency in a way that we'd never seen before. And there are stores that have done it really successfully in the States, legal dispensaries um, who are kind of just like on this retail current that is more, I don't know, like, relevant if that's if that's fair again like not to put down what came before us like that's what built this industry completely but it's like in order to expand in order to really normalize and destigmatize, you have to kind of take away the the frills and the fancy stuff and just strip it down like give me the bare i want to know the basics like what will this flower do what will this oil do don't sell me high don't sell me you know, fucked up or couch locked, sell me like, you know, anxiety reducing, sell me appetite suppressant, sell, me, you know, like that's because that's as a consumer, that's what I'll buy.
0: Is that why you became so passionate about weed because you realized the potential of what it can do for you, like internally, you know? Totally. You know.
1: Yeah. I think that.
0: What has it done for you? What, what, kind of, what would you say?
1: I, it's, it's a, that's a really good question. I, I used to smoke weed to get fucked up and then I stopped smoking weed and then I kind of was reintroduced to this new approach, which was, uh, microdosing, not just edibles, uh, but microdosing smoke, microdosing vapor, microdosing.
0: What would you say? I don't understand. I know what kind of what microdosing is sure. but like in terms of like, like say is microdosing like taking one out of a joint. Is
1: that yeah, what sure. Like that? Yeah, totally. So typically, That's so, either. yeah, okay. for sure. That's me too. Yeah. I I'm like a one hit wonder, um, yeah. microdosing. So with edibles, you would say microdosing in between like two to 10 milligrams is considered a microdose. Right. Translating that to smoke and vapor is challenging because you're, you're consuming in a different method. Um, as well, when you eat cannabis, it travels through your liver and the cannabinoids kind of like blossom and blow up a bit. So you tend to get more high yeah. on less product. Um, I digress. Uh I think that we, what we did for me was uh many things and continues to be many things but the most imp- I think important thing was like I I've, I've never been I've never really been comfortable um like I've never been like a comfortable like social like per- like I'm, I, I'm very uncomfortable in crowds. I don't do well in a lot of social situations. Oh,
0: I hear hate- yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of <laughs> <laughs>
1: comics agree. Did you visit <laughs> <Non-Gabai>? <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I really do struggle with that, and weed used to make that a lot harder. Like I get so paranoid, I'd have to leave. You know, um. But and I don't really drink, and uh, what cannabis has kind of helped with is like not cure my anxiety, but provide a little bit of relief and a little bit of confidence. Yeah. Um, it also helped me lose weight. It helps me uh, exercise more regularly. Um, there are not nearly enough studies about this, but I'm pushing for more research around uh, cannabis and metabolic rate that um, CBD and THC can help normal or not normalize, but like uh, regulate your, your metabolism, oh, cool. which I'm a firm believer yeah. in. You meet a lot of like, women who smoke a ton of weed that are so skinny and you're like yeah. how is that possible yeah
0: i found that when i've been smoking weed recently yeah. and again i'm not being microdosing but like i don't eat yeah and i, I what i used to do when i smoke weed is it just be like eating garbage but now i'm like i don't want it yeah it doesn't even yeah.
1: conscious consumption, you yeah. know, people just assume like, Oh, weed makes you hungry. It's like, no, you know, we, you smoke the weed. If there's a bag of chips in front of you, you're going to eat the chips. Like that's yeah. like common sense, but there's conscious consumption where it's like, no, you're going to activate, you're going to smoke a little bit of weed and then you're going to like go for a walk or like have a plan. You know, it's like, I, I don't, it's a joke that I tell on stage, but like I actually do smoke weed to like aggressively clean my apartment. Like yeah. it really does help yeah. and not in like a dependent way. Like I don't have to smoke weed to go to a party or I don't have to smoke weed to clean my apartment, but like it is a really beneficial option where I don't get a hangover and I don't feel like shit and I don't binge eat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, and I'm still figuring it out.
0: Which is, I mean, this is the, 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 the thing that uh, I've been pondering a lot recently with not drinking is like, Is weed addictive, would you say, would you say it's something that could become a problem in someone's life? Because you're saying like, you can like go swimming, yoga, it's helped with your anxiety, Mm -hmm. you clean the apartment. So can you function without it? Or like, is this, you know what I mean? Like, is that, or is it just something with like, this would really help?
1: I would say that, uh, cannabis has, okay. Cannabis chemically doesn't have any addictive properties. But that's not to say that it's not addictive. I think the dependency depends on the person. Yeah. Um, I know that I can have a bit of an addictive style personality. Like I've, I've unfortunately uh, experienced that with other drugs and with tobacco. And I just know myself and I have been very careful around cannabis and, and I have to check in with myself a lot and be like, do I need to smoke weed right now? Or do I want to smoke weed right yeah. now? Cause that's a big difference yeah. for a lot of people, but in the reading that I've done and the kind of investigations that I've done, um, what I found is that uh, addiction and dependency are two different things. So while I would consider myself dependent on cannabis, it's not in an addictive way. If that makes any sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And also, like the studies that are coming out of the states, and the, and I haven't seen anything in Canada, but of um, rehab centers using cannabis to detox patients yeah. from harder drugs, like yeah. that for like that just like gives chills down my spine like yeah. that is just incredible work that is like very I think undervalued
0: yeah well this is something that I have has been happening with me recently because I've been a year of like uh like anxiety panic attacks feeling depressed and weed has really helped mm-hmm. like I'm not smoking all the time I smoke it very rarely mm-hmm. but it's helped me through bad times but there's this stigma that like oh if you're sober then you shouldn't be smoking weed. Yeah, that's like, a what's drug. the deal? Okay. Yeah. And I don't, and I, I'm in a lot of like these Facebook groups for sober people, yeah. people in recovery. Yeah. And I'm like, and there's there's always a conversation about weed being like, is that if you're smoking weed, then you're not truly sober? And it's like, well, relax. It's like, if it gets you off one thing that's, that's really in your life,
1: Yeah.
0: then I don't see how that's a bad thing. Yeah. And like, you can say, well, you're not truly sober. No, that's well, whatever. But I mean, is that the end goal is like being the purest form of like, because anyone goes to, like, well, yeah, you know, it's miserable yeah. and like you not know, being able to function in your life. And like people that go to like AA meetings are drinking 20 coffees and smoking a pack of cigarettes. Right. So that's a, this, yeah so like you get off the high horse a yeah, little bit. Right? Yeah, and totally. I think more people would benefit from smoking a bit of weed that are still struggling with recovery because it's not, I don't think it's something that you can really like doing a, uh, negative way yeah. I don't think Yeah. for sure anyway because if you try and smoke too much food you eat too many apples it's not going to be a good time you're not going to want to go there no. so help it's a drug out. of
1: moderation yeah. like I have never heard about a man going home and smoking a joint beating his wife like no. you hear about a man going home and drinking a case of beer and beating his wife like that's the yeah. that's the real truth and I think they always the, said
0: weed was the gateway drug is alcohol it's, yeah, the gateway it's, drug. it's, it's totally ridiculous. it's cocaine that's yeah. the gateway yeah. drug like that's
1: I think the, the, the titles that people are so uh, are so like like holding on to so tightly like i'm sober so i can't smoke anymore. it's like if that's keeping you from touching heroin good for you and you should stay on that but to judge someone else who uses cannabis to stay away from alcohol or other drugs like like fuck off like I don't, don't i, I don't yeah. see a problem with that at all like because no, coffee and cigarettes yeah. are gonna be worse for you in the end What well, that's supposed
0: to been happening to me because i saw a lot of times i've been like my addiction from booze goes to somewhere else where it's like eating sugar, fast food, which is worse, Mm -hmm. which makes me feel even worse. Mm -hmm. Makes me, doesn't exercise, doesn't make me feel good. Smoking weed makes me relax, calms me down. Mm -hmm. I can get stuff done, I can go to sleep, I can be around people Mm -hmm. when times are tough. I don't see how that, like if someone was like, well, you're smoking drugs, man, and it's like, well, fuck, it's not. It's it's a plant, for one. It's not drugs, it's not a synthesized, like, made up man-made drug. It's there, it's a plant, it helps, it heals, in a way. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I was probably on the other side of the argument for a long time because I, I always associated weed with just guys liking to get fucked out of their head. That's but crazy. I was hanging around with people that like to get fucked out of their head right. anyway. Yeah. So now that I'm, re- I think the, the whole legalisation of cannabis and certainly living in Canada is realising what an amazing thing plant is and what it, the benefits for health and like self-care and
1: yeah and our government has said that it's fine like you know it's a it's not a small thing for the federal government of a g20 country to stand up and say we're legalizing like sorry like this is no longer can this continue this this prohibition it's foolish
0: so it's been legal since what when was it october 17th okay so october 17th I, i mean i get i don't know if it's been long enough to be able to answer this but has legalized, do you think legalization in the long term is going to be better? Or do you think it's like, now that you've seen that now that it's legal, you're like, oh, this may have be been a bad mistake. Um, or is it too early to say?
1: No, I, th- I mean, it depends on what your definition of better is. I would say that like, in the, in the grand scheme of things, absolutely. The more countries that legalize recreational cannabis, the better. We're seeing progress in Europe. We're seeing progress in South America. Of course, we're seeing progress in the States. The more people that jump on board, the more research we're going to see, the more products we're going to see, the more access we're going to get. That's awesome. And yeah. we should continue fighting for that, for sure. What I think is uh, frustrating since legalization, the government, the whole reason behind legalization was uh, to provide access to recreational users, continue access for medical patients, and to stifle the black market and keep drugs at the hands of kids. Yep. Unfortunately, a byproduct of legalization has been the <laughs> growth of the black market in many provinces because of a lack of, uh, of product in like the illicit the market. So we're seeing a lot of like gangs, a lot of disp- the black market dispensaries that are thriving because the government is not providing legal weed. People are still going to purchase that. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know that that dispensary on the corner that didn't used to sell to kids now that they're like trying to grab all the cash they can they might start selling you know you never know you can't control it because it's not regulated
0: well that's uh, i think that's the one problem now is that i see is people your cat
1: plays fetch yeah, that's bitch. incredible yeah, yeah. she just brings it back and just amazing yeah
0: um the one thing i found that, that i feel like canvas is such a thing and people see people will see money and they don't see they don't care about the actual product. They're just like, I want to make money on this. So like Black market, right. they just sell to anyone. They'll sell shittier yeah. products, which gives it a bad name, yeah. I guess, in general. But I guess with anything that's coming out that's going to be an amazing thing, people, there's always going to be the bad side yeah. of
1: it. Yeah, we're at the beginning, you know, yeah. like this is the very beginning. Uruguay was the very beginning was about a year ago um but this is the beginning and i it would be generous to assume that in the next even five years we're going to see something close to like a normal market i would say once more states in this in, in the u.s legalize and once canada oh she's so cute i don't know she's like, re- she's, she's like a dog but she's also realized that's well, amazing she, yeah. <laughs> um then we'll start to see you know, not only better products, better service, but better education, more yeah. research and hopefully like real change. Like, you know, it's being argued that CBD and THC can reduce tumor sizes. Let's see the proof. Let's see that actually happening. Let's see um, seizures and, you know, lupus in children being uh, depleted by cannabis. Like, let's mm-hmm. prove that. I've
0: even noticed that there's a dog, a grooming thing downstairs yeah. and it sells CBD yeah, yeah, yeah. for animals, which is great. <laughs> CBD That's, for pets. Yeah. I think my cat could benefit I from think she little, could. She's she's like, a little of She's She needs uh, to chill out. Yeah, she's higher. She's only two. I Love that she's a yeah. dog. I um, I know she's and then she's also very distracting because she wants attention. I think you should
1: like end every podcast with just like people playing with your
0: cat. Yeah. What do you think about um, weed edibles? Because they're not legal, right?
1: No, they're not, and they shouldn't be. You,
0: well, here's <laughs> I I I take into weed edibles, and I'm just like these are. Insane. I don't I don't look too much and
1: <laughs> I, it's what did you take?
0: Oh I mean those I've had the, the, I've had those gummies. But the problem is they're so potent for something so small. So you take a little nibble and you're like, This is delicious, I wanna eat more. And then but you can't because it, it just it makes you so fucked up. You don't realise yeah. how fucked up you're gonna get yeah. by eating a, such a small thing. I don't I, I think it's really weird in it. I don't know. I don't know if I'm comfortable with ed- weed <laughs> edibles. Cause it, I don't think drugs should be delicious. That's my point. It's a great because point. because you know, I think if you're going to get, if, I mean, I don't think you should be able to get high off like a very nice, delicious cake or something. I don't know. Uh, I, there are so <laughs> many
1: schools of thought on the edibles issue. I my my constant. What I always preach to producers, to consumers, um, is first of all, go low, go slow. So you never want to eat an edible. You never want to eat a 100 milligram edible. Just pop it in your mouth. Like, fuck Ooh. off. That's going to fuck you up. And it's not fun. Nope. Second of all, 100 milligram edible, in my opinion, shouldn't exist. Yeah. I think we need to reduce the quantity of THC in our products. I'm I, There's a great cookie producer that I work with. And her cookies are 10 milligrams each. Yeah. It's a super low dose. It's a yeah. big honkin' cookie. Yeah. If you want to eat the whole thing, go that's, for it. Yeah, like that's it's great. It's not yeah. going to fuck you up. Yeah. If you want to eat five, that's another story. But it's also hard to eat five giant cookies. Yeah. Um, a lot of chocolate manufacturers will do like a, a big bar of chocolate that's 350 milligrams and each square is 10 milligrams. Whoa, cool. I can sort yeah. of get down with that yeah. because as a chocolate eater and as a weed smoker, like that appeals to me. I'm not going to eat a whole bar of like really rich chocolate. Yeah. Um, at the same time though, you're you're totally right with this whole like delicious edibles thing. We have to be careful because we we also don't do enough studies on the combination of thc and sugar in our liver yeah. which is a huge like that's a big shift in, in what you're doing through your system um i have seen edibles uh that are like um like you know dried fruit um oh, that are oh. pantry items oh, it, yeah. that's really fascinates me so like salts, sugars flour um oils that are infused so you can do your own kind of make your own edibles uh and self-dose but that's another issue. If you get a 200 milligram bottle of olive oil that has, you know, 30 milligrams of tea, like how much olive oil do you use to get high versus how much olive oil do you use to like treat your back pain?
0: And that's the Cause I find that, that with edibles are so strong. And if you're not, hmm? I have to go soon. Oh, you have to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can wrap <laughs> this up. <you>. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> can not edit that out? No, no, no. That's <laughs> oh, going to so be I'm just yeah. an yeah. asshole. No, no, we're getting up are almost
0: at the hour anyway, <laughs> okay. so we can wrap up. Um, but that's the thing. Like I, uh, like, because with people that are new at cancer, like oh, I'll just eat an edible, and then they'll just they'll be like, I can eat a harmogram. So I don't think they're safe because they're they're terrifying. Yeah. How many people have called the uh, a lot the hospital and a been lot. like, I'm dying. Yeah, I've 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 been on. I've eaten them and fought the same. And I'm like, I've had to be like, no, no, you're okay. But it's like, it's
1: scary. yeah. And plus like, if, you know, if your edibles are out and a kid eats an edible, like it can't kill them, but it can really fuck them up for life. Like that's, you really don't want to do that. So it's the edibles thing. There's a reason it's not legal right now. There's a, needs to be a lot more work done around the studies and manufacturing and packaging of edibles before we can even begin to start regulating.
0: Okay. We'll just, uh, we'll wrap this up because you got to go. You think so? your final words on sort of cannabis is how do you see the, the future of like cannabis developing like in the world? Do you think it's going to be, you, you think it's going to just explode or you think it's going to be something that's going to take a lot of time or do you think it's just going to be places like Canada and maybe like Portugal? and? I,
1: I, that's a big question. I think like uh, I think it's going to continue to be this sort of like, ebb and flow of a burning star like you know canada legalized there was a there's been a, been a boom um i think that's going to die down i think it's going to come back up when edibles become legal i think that like as more countries begin to legalize like it's we're going to see this kind of ebb and flow of the market growing um and shrinking like i don't think that just because it's legal now everyone's smoking weed that's not the case we can see that now That's not the case um because uh, in my humble opinion there hasn't been a parallel growth in education and transparency until we see that kind of readily available information on our products and from our suppliers, that's never going to happen because mom and pop, as mom and pop continue to grow older, uh, will not become consumers and won't tell their kids to become consumers. You know, like we're, we've to expand the community. We have to really change course because up until now, there's been kind of one, two ways to sell weed and, it's not working like that anymore. Online is going to take over from bricks and mortar for the most part, which is a good thing and a bad thing because you end up losing like that face-to-face contact, which is really key for a lot of people. But I think for the most part, it's just going to continue getting – like there's no – I would argue there's no going back. Yeah. A lot of people are saying, well, Trump's in office. He's going to make weed illegal again and blah, blah, blah. I don't see that happening. We're in too
0: deep. It, we're
1: we're yeah. in too deep. Canada's made. Canada has made a stand. Yeah. I think uh, Portugal, Germany are on their way. Um, I would say that the United States in the next ten years will probably be at least fifty percent legalized, um, and it, it can only get better. I think no. that the unfortunate the the downside may be we we will start to see, you know, impaired driving accidents giving cannabis a bad name. But again, with education, like, yeah. you know, we can mitigate that. Um, well, I also
0: see that already now advertised that you can't drive high. Right, be yeah.
1: And that's good. Yeah. You should not tell people to not drive yeah, high. Yeah, because it's
0: don't drink and drive yeah. is the same, right. right?
1: But I would argue, like, you can drive while using cannabis, but you shouldn't drive high. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, there is there's a difference. A difference yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah. So if someone's listening to this podcast and they've never done meat and they're, like, suffering from, like, I don't know, they're having a hard time, they're anxious, but they're, like, I don't know about weed because it seems like a drug and yeah. they have a stigma about it. Yeah. What would you say, like, just, would you just be like, just trying to go to a dispensary, talk to someone, would you Because I find, I find, I find those places to be terrifying. I don't know why, but when you go in, you actually realize people are so nice. Yeah. And it's actually, I would rather go there than go to a doctor. Yeah would you agree Yeah,
1: totally i mean if you can find a dispensary with someone who will have a conversation with you who's been smoking weed for a long time and feels confident then yeah go for it i would just
0: try and see what works see
1: what works um i would always like encourage read as much as you can there's a ton of literature on cannabis now really good literature Mm -hmm. um do your research uh and then once you're ready to consume please be above the age of 25 but once you're ready to consume you have to be
0: over 25
1: uh, there are a lot of studies saying that the, the brain is developing until the age of 25. Oh. And if you can avoid impairing okay. that, I would, okay, uh, you much. and I are fine, but you know, for the young ones, uh, and then once you do decide, to, if you do decide to consume, go low, go slow, no matter what you're smoking, eating, vaping, like start with a low THC strain, start with a low THC edible, um. Because otherwise, you're not going to know what's going on. You're going to get so high and freaked out and anxious, and you're never going to want to do it again.
0: Yeah, and use it as part of a lifestyle yeah. instead of just... Uh, as Sip a, the
1: wine, you know? Yeah. Like, it's the same. Enjoy it. Don't yeah. just do it to get fucked. And I don't... Fucked up. Like, I don't know if people are doing that anymore. Like, young people. I, I don't like, think
0: they are as much as them. They're
1: just doing whippets. Like, that's what we do. I don't know what young people are
0: doing anymore. It's terrifying. I don't even want to know. I anyway, do. we'll end it there, because that's been almost an hour, and yeah. you got to take off, But. This has been awesome, uh, very insightful, and thank you so much for uh, doing podcast. You have your own podcast, yeah. Can you thank, just talk about that in two seconds? Thank
1: you for having me. And uh, if people want to learn more about like cannabis in Canada right now, uh, my podcast is called The Dopest. It's uh, we're on Instagram at the Dopest I'll put it all yeah, in the good.
0: intro as well. so six, yeah. Six, 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 yeah, check yeah. it out. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I think we need more stuff like that. So because I don't know about stuff, and I'm sure a lot of people are in the same boat. So. Mm-hmm. This kind of all this kind of stuff being out there is amazing. Do you listen to the, my podcast? Yeah, one hundred percent. Do you do? No, oh, no, I don't. I, don't know. I just, I, <laughs> <Asshole>. <laughs> no, I'll edit that out. I'll just be kind of like, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I will, I will. I, I just don't, I don't. I find it, you know, I find it uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, I find it weird to listen to podcasts of people I know for some reason. Yeah. It's just like listening to your own voice. Yeah.
1: I like Chris Locks. But have you listened to Utopia to me? No, no, yeah, so really stop like shaming that.
0: me on this. my own podcast about all the other podcasts <laughs> I should check out, but you should check out Utopia to me because I hear it's great. Chris Locke's fantastic. And I think we'll end there because yeah, uh, you're going to just uh, get me into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> please listen to other people's podcasts and mine and keep <laughs> tuning in. <laughs> Thank you so friends. <laughs> <you> so Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>